you came out tonight early, aggressive. What was different for you tonight in terms of just setting the tone with your game in this game? Ball. 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 This is Orange Ball Juice, the show where I make my two teenage sons co-host a basketball podcast with me so they can tell their dad what to think about the NBA and hopefully help me win my fantasy pool. So, without further ado... Ball. Welcome to Orange Ball Juice, always fresh, never toxic, family-friendly b-ball blabber. My name is Brooks, and as always, I'm joined by my two household NBA analysts, my teenage sons, Spency G and Marky Man. How you doing, Marky? I'm doing good. And Spency, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Great. Well, I would just like to say that this is the last episode of this podcast, so we're really going to mail it in for this final episode. What do you guys think about that? Sounds good. Pretty crazy. Hmm. Sounds like you're not buying it. Anyway, April Fools. It's not really the last episode. You guys didn't buy it on that one at all. Anyway, we're going to keep going uh, with this thing until the end of the playoffs. And then I guess we'll have to decide what we're going to do for the offseason, if anything, and uh, if we're coming back next season. But for now, um, there's lots to talk about. I just want to say uh, it was the women's NCAA Final Four last night. Uh, the LSU Tigers beat the Virginia Tech Hokies 79-72. to 72, And the Iowa Hawkeyes beat the South Carolina Gamecocks 77-73. to 73. Uh, Iowa's point guard Caitlin Clark had 41 points, 6 rebounds, and 8 assists. <laughs> which is yeah. pretty... Young Clark, insane. Like... For a uh, a game where the final score, the winning team scored seventy seven points, and she had forty one of them, yeah, um, that is a absolutely well, and she also led to you know a bunch more points. So she was like almost responsible for every single point in the entire game. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, she also had a, as I say, eight assists. So that takes it up to almost fifty. If you or pardon me, uh, I, I, sorry, that would be sixteen more points. Well, I don't, I don't know. Maybe threes, some of them are three. Some of them are threes, yeah. but let's say at minimum it would yeah. be sixteen more points off those assists. So that takes us up to fifty-seven minimum. Yeah. So she's basically, you know, that's she, a she, pretty she, regular scoring game in NCAA. Like fifty-seven <laughs> yeah. points, like it's not terrible. What do you mean? But like I'm saying, I'm saying, for, no, I'm saying like, for a single she, player. Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying like she. That's basically a full game stat sometimes for a whole team. Yeah, exactly. Like sometimes they only score, they're only, you know, yeah, you might only uh, see a final score of 57 points, period, let alone. Yeah. There were 77 points in the game and she had 41 of them, eight assists and six rebounds uh, as a point guard. Pretty incredible. Um, I think it's also their first, going to be their first appearance in a national championship game, Iowa. So good for them. Uh, and so the women's final is on Sunday, and it's so the LSU Tigers versus the Iowa, uh, Iowa Hawkeyes. So, Spency, who you got? Hmm. Um, I'm going with LSU. Okay. And Marky, who you got? I'll say Iowa. All right. Oh, sorry. Wait. Mm. I take it back. You take it back. No, Iowa. you're going Iowa. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's they're the, the to me they're the kind of. I mean, they just beat a 36 and 0 team, right? So. That's true. And I don't think LSU has ever been in the finals, too. They're I'm 0 not sure. 5 in the finals. Well, that was four. an upset as well because I think uh, Virginia Tech was, was ranked higher than LSU. Yeah. I'm not sure. But, yeah. um, and so, 
forgetting everything that we brought up about the men's um, uh, final four last week, because I think we messed up <laughs> in terms of you made a prediction that it was impossible well, or whatever. Ch- well, I changed it. I know it doesn't matter. The point is the men's final four is set for tonight. And so it's the San Diego State Aztecs are taking on the Florida Atlantic Owls. Um, and that game is first. And then after that, it's Connecticut Huskies versus the Miami Hurricanes. So, Mar- uh, uh, Marky, who you got, San Diego State or Florida Atlantic? I got Florida Atlantic. Okay. And, Spencey, who do you have in that game? San Diego. Yeah, and remember, uh, listeners, that Spencer actually saw San Diego State play in the first round, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, we have a rooting interest there just out of just for that reason alone. And then the other game, uh, the the Huskies, the Connecticut Huskies uh, versus the Miami Hurricanes. Uh, Marky Man, who you got? Uh, the Huskies. And Spencey. Um, yeah, I'll go Huskies. Okay. And so let's just, there's a good chance, well, definitely the the final will also have happened. So you guys have your picks. You, you, um, one of you, I mean, you picked San Diego State to face Mm -hmm. off against, um, uh, UConn and you had UConn versus, uh, Florida Atlantic. So who's winning the final, Marky Man? Um, UConn is probably going to win it. I don't want that to happen, but you will probably win it. Okay, Spency. Yeah, I mean, I do think UConn's going to win, but I'm not going to choose them. You're not. You're going to just choose you're San gonna, Diego. Okay. I have a friend who voted for UConn in their bracket out of straight bias because they're a huge fan, and they've already won three hundred dollars because they picked UConn in the win. well. First of all, once again, <laughs> children don't gamble. <laughs> There's no gambling yeah. for children, yeah. we, and. So I don't want to hear about how your how your teenage friend is going to win three hundred dollars because that's yeah. like I don't condone that and that's like stupid. Um, also, uh, yeah, I mean it's been a pretty crazy tournament as we all know. So, and uh, all right, well that's that's that for NCAA. So it is Saturday, April first. Generally, we record on a Sunday, but this week for reasons I won't get into, we're recording on a Saturday. April 1st, April Fool's Day. So why don't we look back at the penultimate week in the NBA regular season and talk about some highlights that was awesome. and lowlights. Oh, come on, dude. So, fellas, do you know what the word penultimate means? No. Mark, you mean? No. I think I might have to look this up later, but I'm pretty sure it just means second to last. So if the ultimate is the final, then the penultimate is the the one that comes mm-hmm. in previously. So this is the second this past week that we're or this week that we're currently in because it's not the end of the week yet is the second last week of the NBA regular season. Um, and uh, so we we did some picks from this past week. So let's get into them. Or actually, no, let's we have we're not talking about picks. We're talking about highlights and lowlights. So, Spency, what's your highlight from from this week? My highlight is Russell Westbrook leading the Clippers to beat the Grizzlies. Um, he had 36 points and 10 assists and was perfect um, for th- from 
be on the arc. Um, yeah, so that was in Wednesday's game. Wednesday's game. Yeah, Clippers won 141 to 132 against the Grizzlies in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, pretty incredible performance by Westbrook. So do we all owe him an apology? Uh, I guess like somewhat, but I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, early, let's be honest. Earlier in this season, some things were said on this podcast about Westbrook. I, think. I, I don't. I don't. I, like, I've never on, said anything truly I don't that think bad I've, about Westbrook. Like, I don't remember what I said, but I do still <laughs> think that he wasn't a good fit on the Lakers, early, especially early in the season. Well, I think we all can agree that um, that's not a good not a good fit on the Lakers. Sure, that I think that has been that has been proven. Um, but I don't think I certainly don't think he's been a detriment to the Clippers since he's been there. That's no. for sure. And he's showing that he still has some jam. Now, now I don't think anybody on the Clippers wants him to go out taking three balls all the time. But nonetheless, no, I there was definitely, I'd say there's a little bit of of luck involved with this because truly he is not really a good three point shooter. No, no. And like I guess it was it just seemed like it was just one of those nights that just happens to go really well. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if you're, he's like, what, a 31% three-point shooter, which is like, they will go in, I mean, that's like, what, one for three. So, yeah. basically, so it's like... He had a good night, you know. He yeah. had a good night. He was I mean, feeling it. He was, his shot yeah. was working, whatever. Like he, it does seem like he can be, he can put up those stats when it's him leading the team. And there are games where, it's really positive when he's leading the team, but then there's also bad games when he's the one who has to lead the team. So yeah, sure. It's like, you know, I think everything came together. I think the key stat is he also had 10 assists. He did also have 10 assists. So that's, I was actually happy. I was like, Oh, he didn't actually have that much rebounds. And that made me happy because that made me feel like, yeah, he actually did kind of take up the point guard role. Like he was like a threat from range and he was passing the ball and scoring, and he but wasn't necessarily worrying about like I don't know flying around everywhere. Yeah, he's not having to crash the rim and, and things like that as much. Also, I think it should be said that I don't if we didn't already, um, Kawhi and Paul yeah. George are out of the lineup. Yeah, that so it, with that look of the Clippers, like they're a deep yeah. team. It's like, well, he's got to spread the ball around. They need to get their offense from everywhere. Yeah. Like if it's just Westbrook trying to be the only one, it's not going to work. Yeah. Um, so in that case, you know, it was, there was, uh, I think, uh, pretty balanced offense for them that night. A lot of players and double yeah. digits. So, I mean, but it's talking about Westbrook getting rebounds and filling that point guard role. I mean, every single time I watch like you know, the Clippers have done this really well. They'll have like Westbrook, yeah, like stand in the corner or, and then like another player will shoot a three and then Westbrook will come flying in for a tip in. Yeah. And it works all the time. And that's what, again, the Warriors weren't guarding Westbrook at all from yeah. the three. Yeah. And then Westbrook just burned him on rebounds. Like his rebounds have, has been like helped the Clippers so much. Like, sure. He's the only player that will like shoot a three or like, or, and then just sprint after the rebound or yeah. like just predicting the shot that's yeah. just was taken and then just flying down the court and getting it put back. Like, well, he's a maximum effort, maximum energy type guy. And so I think he does all those kind of little things. Well, 
like you say. Like I've seen yeah. him do it too, where he comes, yeah, he's standing in the corner, he doesn't get the shot, but then he's actually from there looking for a yeah. rebound sometimes, and it totally it totally works. Like he's just one of those guys where he's kind of like all in, but it looks like he's settled into the more traditional point guard role a little bit with the Clippers, mm-hmm. it, meaning that he doesn't have to be the offense yeah. himself. He can, and, and obviously the Clippers don't want that from him. But in a game like, and especially in a, maybe especially in a game where, like, their two leading, you know, players are out, yeah. are out, then he's got to do, he's got to be responsible and share the ball and get them some offense. And they scored 141 points. Yeah. yeah. You know, against Memphis, one thirty-two. So anyway, I think that was a that was a great highlight. Although they did lose the next one in Memphis uh, on on Friday night um, with Kawhi back in the lineup. So what does that mean? I don't know. Um, but again, Memphis almost turned the table on turned the tables on them. They had a very balanced attack that night and mm-hmm. spread the ball around. And you know, everybody was scoring. I think Bain was the leading scorer. But it was sort of they kind of turned the tables on them. And maybe you know sometimes. Th- it, you know, I remember when we were talking to Paul Sherry, he was talking about how sometimes when the ball's in Kawhi's hands too much, much things can get out of balance. And he's such a great player, mm-hmm. but he's not necessarily who you want as a ball handler in the best formulation of a yeah. team. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to know. I don't know. Watch enough of the Clippers to really form an opinion, but who knows what happened in that game. Anyway, um, so Marky Man, what was your low light for the week? Well, speaking about gambling, Raptors, Chris Boucher, I think sports betting has like made the NBA and the fans like ten times worse. Yeah, well, the certain type of fan, anyway. Yeah. Which is, I agree with that. Like, yeah, people don't even like people will be a fan of the Raptors and then start betting, and then it's like they don't care at all anymore. Like, yeah, and then they'll still they'll like get angry at the players. Yeah, they'll like tell players before the game, "You better do this, you better do that." Yeah, and then players like might react to that and like purposely not try to do it. And that, like, that actually ha- like his like, I don't think any players would purposefully do anything no. based on what no. somebody said, but I do understand that it like it wears on them and it probably gets under their skin and mm-hmm. messes I, with them. Like, I don't think psychologically. I actually like, I don't, I think some players will like hold off from like scoring like one more point <laughs> to, to getting me- like to 30. With a guy that's like, like I need yeah, to well, like, yeah, it happens all the time. Well, I don't know. I mean, we don't know that. Well, well I think, yeah, I'm sorry. I think okay, I that's fine. That. You think it happens. But I think, I mean, leaving aside the fact that he was talking about a particular comment that was like awful and racist and yeah. that's one thing. Yeah. And that's unacceptable yeah. no matter what. So leaving, putting, you know, first of all, <laughs> that's awful. So let's just acknowledge that. But then the whole thing, like you're saying, Marcus, I personally have found that the guardrails have completely been thrown off in terms of sports betting. Like you watch a game, there's it's wall to wall gambling advertising. Now it's uh, during, you know, sports highlight shows, whichever one you happen to walk, it's actually baked into the show. Now, like journalists, sports journalists actually do segments on gambling now. And it just went from zero to, to like a hundred in no time. And, like there, there. I'm, I'm sure I've been reading about it. There are negative effects for society. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that. the thing is, I think it's so much worse because you can bet on such specific things yeah. that makes it so much worse. It's like 
you first of all there's individual players but then you can predict like over under for one statistic so it's like oh, sure in all bet, so everyone's going to be getting like pissed at these players yeah instead of like i think if it was just you know wins or losses or maybe over and under that's more like yeah there's less room for as much like ridiculous negativity yeah well the all the par- in-game parlays and all that where it's like yeah. okay yeah exactly like you know boucher was it's like is Chris Boucher going to get to 10 points tonight yeah. or not? And you get to bet on that one. He's already got six and it's yeah. the third quarter. And then you're just sitting there cursing Chris Boucher f- like exactly. just because of your own idiocy that you just you lost 50 yeah. bucks. And it's like, well, be a grown up and don't do that, you know? Yeah. But it's, and I also find it really weird. Like obviously like the lobby, like the, 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 these sports gambling outfits have a lot of power and a lot of money and there's a lot of money to be made, but I've never yeah. seen anything like it. Like there's such strict rules around advertising, say alcohol or, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. like you can't advertise cigarettes basically hardly at all now, you know, and these yeah. other things that are, that have it can have a very negative effect on, on society. But like, it's like, the, as I say, yeah. the guardrails have been thrown off. There's no time of day thing. Clearly they do want kids to be gambling. Yeah. Um, as soon as they turn 18, like they want to condition like the next yeah. generation of kids into thinking that this is just a normal part of being a sports fan. Anyway, it's just very disheartening and kind of sad. And I feel terrible for Boucher. I do feel terrible for players. Cause it is like, what is even the point? And even like, you know, yeah. one of the gags of this podcast is, in the opening, you know, the, the opening of the show, it says, so my, so I, I'm making you guys co-host with me so I can win my fantasy pool. First of all, that's just for fun. Uh, it's not, you know, it's not for, if it, I'm not going to win it and I don't care. It's been fun anyway. Um, and we're not like pro. And I know you have a little, these little things that you do with your friends sometimes that are like schoolyard, you know, chip in five bucks or whatever. And I don't particularly condone that at your age, but I know it happens. I know people do it and I'm not anti-gambling per se across the board. I just think exactly what Chris Boucher is talking about. He also used the term, I think he used the word like it dehumanizes players, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, you know, you're a jerk because you didn't, I didn't get what I want. It has nothing to do with just rooting for a team or enjoying the game for its own sake. Yeah, well, it takes away from like the sport itself. Like if, yeah. like when you're watching, you don't like you're not watching it at that point, even because you enjoy it. Like it's just like no, no. Well, it's also you're not. It's it's also like abstract where you're watching a game. So and you could you could see it going negative where you're watching a game and because of how you've gambled, you end up actually rooting against your team yeah. in a moment because you don't want them to win because it's going to affect where you've placed money. I mean, it's just whatever people can do whatever they want, but I do think there needs to be some kind of clawback for how pervasive the advertising yeah. has been at the very least. I don't think it's healthy. Um, anyway, enough on that. So we, we, uh, <laughs> that's a pretty, pretty big low light, not just for Chris Boucher and, and this week, but also for just all of society and, and, and sports generally. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, I don't know if I had, I don't think there was actually, it was a week of a lot of highlights, like a lot of cool stuff for me anyway, happened this week, like quickly had a 40 point game and, and the Knicks went over Houston. The Knicks continued to be a great team. Uh, Brunson had a, a huge game for the Knicks in the game against Cleveland on Friday last night. That's with Julius Randall. I guess that's a low light. He's injured now and he's probably going to miss the rest of the regular season at least. But then Brunson comes out as a 48 point night. Yeah. Um, 
which was huge. Um, Drew Holiday had his first career, his career high. He had a 51-point game um, for Milwaukee in, in their 149-136 uh, to 136 win over the Pacers. Um, there's a couple of injuries this week, so I mentioned the one to Randall. That's a, that's a huge bummer for the Knicks. Um, also, Nas Reed, I think, just got he, like he broke his wrist or something. Um, yeah. For uh, the Timberwolves, that's a huge loss for them because he's been playing really well. Um, but some, you know, as we know, the the playoff picture is is shaping up. But um, why don't we get a little bit more detailed into some of the games that you guys uh, predicted from last week and find out. <laughs> Okay, so Marky Man, uh, last Wednesday, or just March 29th, just a few days ago, Dallas was in Philly uh, to take on the Sixers. So what happened? Um, I predicted uh, Philly winning by five. They won by uh, eight. Um, I predicted Joel Embiid as a top performer. He was the top performer with 25 points, nine rebounds, three assists, one steal, and a block. Um, It was... Pretty equal across the board. The Sixers actually down at the half, and I think even down going into the fourth quarter by one. But then Philly completely shut down uh, the Mavs. The Mavs only had 17 points in the fourth. Yeah. Um, And the one thing is, it which happens a lot with the Sixers, is like fouls. They got fouled like 15 times or something like that. They shot, right. they shot, 20, they shot 30 free throws, so... Yeah. yeah, I mean, Harden had a good game. I think but, yeah. 15 points and 12 assists. I always find when it's yeah. like when Embiid has like the double double with rebounds and then Harden has it with assists, that's yeah. usually a good formula for them winning a game. And yeah, Doncic had like a quiet game, but not really 24 points, 10 assists, 8 rebounds. But that's I think, just I think, low it, was, I think it was 10 rebounds and 8 assists. 10 but, rebounds, 8 assists, yeah. yeah. Low scoring and Kyrie had 23, 6 and 6. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, sure. I picked that game because I thought, you know, as we know, the Mavericks right now are out of the playoff picture. Um, yeah. So they're a desperate team, and I don't think – like, they still often are in games. I thought they might pull off the upset in Philly. Also, that was uh, – as far as I know, that was um, – Embiid's first game back from he's got this nagging calf injury or whatever that he's sort of managing and everyone was really disappointed because their game prior to that was against Denver um, and he sat that game out so everybody wanted to see you know the big uh, MVP yeah. matchup yeah. and then he sat out that game so everybody's like oh maybe that's going to affect MVP votes and well, <laughs> blah 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 but then he's back for that he's back for the Wednesday game against Dallas at home and they end up winning yeah I'm just wondering because the NBA just released like uh, a new rule saying you can't win any like awards unless you've played sixty five games or more. Yeah, that right. is that applies to next season. Right. Oh, okay. That, yeah, I don't that, think they, that I don't was think the they I think that was year. the Players Association, whatever the NBPA or something. It's whatever that organization. Yeah. Whoever who decides the all the new stuff, yeah. the Players Association decided. You have yeah, to play they, minimum 65. Yeah. And I think they said that there is going to be a built-in tournament. Like, I think that was... Weird. Um, the, the, I think that's The mid-season tournament yeah. that they want to do. Yeah. I don't really understand how that would work. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. it just it's a it might be a, a gimmick. But I, I like that the players 
are kind of putting their foot down. I mean, for all that we whined and complained about the whole load management thing all season long, I mean, I think it's it's clear. I mean, obviously players want to play all the time, but yeah, I mean, it's just the way it is now. Guys don't yeah. often play up during back-to-backs. They just don't. Yeah. And especially as they age. And um, especially early in the season when they don't feel like the games matter as much. It's just the way it is, right? You know, there's 82 yeah. games and... You know, we complained about the Clippers and all that, but look at them now. They're in fifth. They're, they can, you know, it's all, they're, they're playing well enough. Now, Paul George just got injured. So, you know, it's the same, it's, it's the same thing. Anyway, um, what I thought was going to be a great game, um, Spencey was, was last or Thursday, which is just two nights ago. Yeah. Boston was in Milwaukee to take on the Bucks. What happened? Yeah. So, I thought that Boston was going to win by uh, five. Or sorry, sorry, sorry. I thought I thought Milwaukee was going to win by five, um, and that it was going to be Giannis. But Boston won by forty-one. Yeah. Um, and it, what Tatum was a top performer. Like I mean, the key to this game was that the Bucks were coming off like a gigantic game That's right. against the Pacers, where that was the one Drew got uh, fifty-one points. And they also, in that game, had shot a season-high 62% from the field. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the Bucks really didn't put in maximum effort. Yeah. The coach acknowledged that. The players acknowledged that. Even Jalen Brown was like, yeah, we didn't, this game didn't really matter, and it's not yeah. a good, um, yeah. you know. It's not going to, it's not a good, like... I also think it's uh, like, yeah. it, I mean... Yeah, because the night before they were in, so Milwaukee, the Bucks were in Indiana, and it was a huge shootout game, 149 yeah. to 136. Holiday had his 51 point career high night. Giannis had a crazy game as well, triple double, 38 points, 17 rebounds, 12 yeah. assists. Uh, shout out to Matherin, um, Canadian Benedict Matherin for scoring. Had 29 points, nine rebounds, a couple of assists, a couple of steals. Great game for him yeah. too. Um, yeah, it's kind of annoying that the NBA schedulers, like, they know that they knew when they made this schedule, this is a huge marquee mat- matchup, late season matchup, potential, you know, uh, playoff yeah. matchup. To have the Bucks travel, it's like a second of a back to back to play Boston the next night. Yeah. It kind of, I mean, it's kind of annoying. Um, I think they probably could have shown up a little bit better, but yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, it, I it, mean, but yeah. still, they, well, they Boston, shouldn't be getting yeah. blown up by 41. No, they shouldn't. And but, if you're going to take the night off, fine. Then, then just sit Giannis. Yeah. Just sit they Giannis and just sit through and fully, just like actually... They should have just rested everyone else. Let, let, let your bench because, try to, try to yeah. win it and whatever. But like, it's but, just... Yeah. yeah. Like Boston came in ready to play and Milwaukee was just not there. The other thing, Boston was coming like... They, they, and they, it was like almost a perfect storm for something like this to happen. Because Boston, their previous game, they had lost um, to Washington. Yeah. 130 to 111 so they were yeah. they're not going to lose they, they don't want to lose two in a row this time of year they do care about finishing first they have a chance and it's against the bucks who are ahead of them in the standing so i think they were very much incentivized uh whereas milwaukee less so um in this game yeah. so it, it unfortunately you know you could tell i was watching the broadcast like because it was on the tnt you know thursday night and they were they were bummed out by halftime. Like yeah. all the commentators were like, "Why are we here? This yeah. is this is lame." And it's it stinks when that happens. Like it's you know, 
nationally yeah. televised game, you know, all the stars are playing and then it just ends up being a blowout. Anyway, Marky Man, uh, the Lakers were in Minnesota to take on the T-Wolves on Friday last night. So what happened? I had the Lakers winning by six. Yeah. Lakers won by 12. Yeah, final score was 123 to 111. Yeah, the top performer being uh, D'Angelo Russell. I was wrong about that. D'Angelo Russell had 12 points, 10 assists, so it's not too bad. But AD had 38 points, 17 rebounds, zero assists. Um, Yeah, but he was the top performer uh, and two blocks. Yeah, I mean, it was he, whenever he plays, whenever he's healthy, he tends to put up these monster stats. Yeah, like all the time. Well, it's also it was LeBron was back this game. So LeBron came back. Um, his return was last Sunday yeah. against Chicago, coming off the bench, and they lost that game. And that's when Pat Bev gave him the too small yeah. gesture yeah. or whatever. And then, uh, yeah, and then then there was like a um, the revenge game was on Wednesday where they played Chicago again, and then the Lakers beat Chicago, and that's when Reeves did the too small gesture so you know pro wrestling levels of taunting going on yeah but then um now that was lebron's first start that that game and he had a big night and then again so he started the game against minnesota so i think with lebron actually starting and he looks good and healthy now now ad is fully unleashed right yeah i mean he just had like an ankle injury last night yeah, and that he played the rest of the game, but he was he looked like he was in agony on the floor, yeah. and then he ended up playing the rest of the game. He's like he's so hard to tell. What, he's I, gonna get injured. There's nothing you can do about it. Like I would love to see him like as a help. Like he would honestly, he would, like would have a huge chance of winning MVP if he didn't get like if oh, he was yeah. healthy for. Well, season. the first part of the season this year was crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was like those first that you know. Well, it just yeah, when he plays, he's absolutely yeah. a one-man wrecking crew like he's unstoppable yeah yeah um um but look at the look at that stat line though so they win they win handily in minnesota which i think is a big deal like let's remember that minnesota's been on the rise they're i mean they're only five and five in their last 10 and they've lost their last two in a row but they've been playing better they got carl anthony towns back since yeah. like conley is now kind of like settling them down a little bit because they you know they bring in this veteran point guard presence to kind of like run the offense yeah they have a formula potentially where they could i mean they're, they're better i think they're better than they were before the trade um it's you know as you you're always saying pointing out spencer like the whole mm-hmm. carl anthony towns and gobert situation but i think where it boils Again, down to is they don't look at carl anthony they, they're both bigs but carl anthony Towns yeah, exactly. doesn't play center exactly like, and so, i don't i've never yeah. thought the rudy gobert constantly towns was a was going to be a problem because <laughs> uh rudy gobert does not ever get the ball he doesn't seem to have a huge problem yeah. with it he like he will score like 10 points he's not he doesn't dominate he with the ball he's like there's been multiple when he was on the jazz yeah he, he complained about not getting paint touches which is different from scoring that's paint touches yeah and but i that's kind of again, implied that he it doesn't matter what he the, the what I, one thing i didn't realize is like even with him they're one of the worst rebounding teams exactly in the they're like it's stupid that's what i'm saying like somehow they have one of the best rebounders in the league 
and they also have another gigantic like guy yeah and they get no rebounds and i know it's weird like it just feels like they can't use either of them to the best of their abilities. I, no, this is what I think. I just think Rudy Gobert isn't that good. I just don't. Yeah, I don't think he's that good. He had 14 yeah. points, 11 rebounds in this game. That's fine. Like, he gets like... But whatever. If he... Okay, I understand. Like, maybe he doesn't deserve the money he gets. But, like, they have Edwards. They have Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. They have Mike Conley. They have all these guys. Yeah. They have, you know, Nas Reed's been playing really well. They have, like, and he's a big, too. He's coming... And now he's injured, but... What's yeah. the problem? Well, what again, I'm saying I, what's is, what's the big problem here? If they could have, I think if they traded Rudy Gobert for, like, not necessarily a big man, and had just, just like a regular, just big like man a regular, not... no, just a regular, like guy. I don't care. Or who just it let is. Nas like, Reed start. They have. I mean, no. I mean, maybe they could use like, Nas Reed's not like. I think he's more of an offensive guy. He's not really a rebounder or defensive player they have kyle anderson six yeah. nine i don't know he's a I big think man that, i think that cat needs to be taught how to be yeah remember all man. those he's, guys okay. we're talking about like anthony edwards and carl they're young guys like, uh, yeah right? For, okay so they, i don't yeah i don't think carl anthony towns needs to be taught really anything like he's if he's not injured he's a superstar level player like he Plays to the point where he could be called superstar. A superstar. I know. Yeah, I'm telling you, he's a, he's superstar caliber. He like yeah. he can he's he put up 61 points last season, or 60 points. Yeah, like he's he can hit the three. He was one of well, three. He won a three point contest one year. Like he's a three point shooting. His three point shots look so insane. They're just yeah. like from, he's seven yeah. feet. He drains three pointers. Like he dunks on people. Like he's yeah. he blocks shots constantly. Like. Yeah. There's really nothing you can complain about. Yeah. Well, you can complain about the fact that they about that they stink. You can complain about the fact they that he's injured. They don't win and he's got gets injured. So until that changes, but hopefully they will never know. be a real playoff team with this team. No, I think well, I need a story. Think, well, sometimes they're going to have to find players, a replacement the for coach. They're probably like, going to have to find a replacement coach. for Conley. Coaches get blamed so much An- more than they should be. Anthony Edwards is what like 20 Maybe twenty. They're all young. 20, they have another thing that they've been accused of is they don't care about winning. Anthony Edwards yeah. doesn't care about winning, and Cat doesn't seem to care. That's, yeah, I mean that's just it's hard. It's hard believe to believe that at all. Well, during that I don't. I don't believe it either. But I think like there's difference between like there's certain types of players that you can just see that they're like that guy's doing whatever it takes. Like a an easy yeah. example would be somebody like Giannis, where you're like, you know that he's doing whatever he has to do. He never dogs it ever. Um, And, and certain guys just literally aren't able to do that. Like they can't fully bring it every night. Um, But anyway, I think it was a great, um, very balanced win for the Lakers. And it like bodes well for them to win in Minnesota. You know, as we say, LeBron had a good game. D'Lo had a double, double (laughs) quiet night for him, but that's good. Like if AD and LeBron are carrying the load, and then D'Lo and, you know, Austin Reeves, yeah, he's not going to have a 30-point game probably again with this lineup, but still 15.6 rebounds, two assists, just fine, you know, for yeah. him. Now, and uh, anyway, perhaps a disappointing game uh, also on Friday. Um, Spencey was Denver, was in Phoenix to take on uh, the Suns. So uh, what happened? Yeah, I had um, – so it was Denver – against Phoenix and Phoenix won by seven 
Yeah, so KD. 193 was the final score. Yeah. Um, and I had Phoenix winning by six and Booker as a top performer. Um, I don't know. The key to this game for the Suns was that they just had a hot start offensively and they went up by a lot. Mm-hmm. But they led by 27 at one point against like an extremely, extremely shorthanded Nuggets. They didn't have Jokic, Murray, um, MPJ, or KCP. And they almost blew this lead with like a terrible second half. Um, so MPJ is Michael Porter Jr. Jr. And who's the other one you said? A Contavious Caldwell. Oh, right. <laughs> so <laughs> I actually okay. think KCP. that... KCP, gotcha. The Nuggets should be happy with this. Like they did start out rough, but they almost beat a full Phoenix team yeah. with literally like not really anyone. Yeah, well, I think it's I, exactly. I think those are the the so-called good loss where your your yeah. bench says we're not folding. Yeah, we're down, but we're going to try to we're going to try yeah. to yeah, and they pulled within 4 points in the final minute. So, they yeah. gave themselves a chance to pull off the upset. Um KD, yeah. I was funny because I talked to you out of you were you named KD as your top performer in this game, yeah. Marky Man, and then you talked yourself out of it because I was like, yeah, maybe he won't get many minutes. But it was a thirty-point game for him, four rebounds, two assists. Booker uh, had twenty-seven, um, and Chris Paul had thirteen assists. You know, it's weird because again, I feel like this might be a phenomenon where, uh, yeah, Denver's like we're sit we're in first, we don't need like we don't need this game. Yeah. So they kind of just sit their stars and it's kind of disappointing because again, a huge marquee <laughs> matchup, right? Um yeah. like it's so frustrating because you want to see the you want to see these kinds of games with these kinds of players. I, it was like the game I was looking other than Boston Milwaukee, I was looking forward to this one just as much. Yeah. You know, Booker had his his first time playing in front of the Phoenix home crowd uh was on Wednesday and they won that game versus Minnesota. Because he well, because he had three games, and then in the, his first well, was his first home home game was when he slipped and yeah. hurt his knee. So they finally got to cheer for him. He had a bit of a, you know, he's a little rusty, so not surprisingly. But they won that game on Wednesday, one hundred seven to one hundred over Minnesota. Then it's Friday. It's like you know, again, he he manages to score thirty, but we still don't really know what that whole thing is yet because they haven't had a real game yet. They haven't had like an actual game where they're actually being tested and they may not be trying that hard to win either because I don't think, I mean, I guess they worried about who they, I guess they can slip as far as sixth. It's not impossible. Maybe seventh. I mean, it would be a disaster if they fell into the play in, but I mean, I think right now, like they would be what they would be playing the Lakers first round. So, no. Yeah, they're four. They no. They'd be playing the plays. Clippers first round. Oh yeah, yeah. Four. The yeah. Kings would be playing the Warriors. Yeah. Um, and so they'd be playing the Clippers with a home with home advantage. I think they'll take that. Yeah. You know, Paul George is injured. Kind of has. A but lot I mean, of the Clippers marks. are pretty scary. Like, yeah, I Clippers don't know, man. The Suns weird me out. Yeah. It all. It really all to me. It's all about KD at this point. It's either he returns to form and is healthy, yeah. and that's it. And if that happens yeah. and they they can figure it out, Chris Paul and Booker will – I don't think – I think it's, neither of those guys are like, no, I get the ball. <laughs> Certainly not Chris Paul. I don't think Booker cares. I think if he only scores 27 yeah. points a game, 
if KD is also scoring, you know, yeah. 27 to 37 points and they're winning, I don't think he cares. I don't I think huh. they want a championship. I think they're like Let's I don't, honestly, do I'm kind of cheering for them in a weird way. Like I don't I wouldn't be mad to see them win a championship. I wouldn't be mad either. I think it would be interesting. It would like, you know, kind of reward um this sort of superstar I, player, but I I kind of feel like it isn't going to happen. I, that's just my I don't feeling. think they're winning. I suddenly I think the team that's got like weird like the right oddly enough I feel like has good vibes going into the playoffs now is is the are the Grizzlies weirdly like mm-hmm. all the if, if for real like that they put that the, the stuff with Morant to bed if that's like genuinely over and he's moving on and it's all about basketball now they're playing well like yeah. mm-hmm. they're eight and two in their last ten they're like the best team in the NBA coming down the stretch. Yeah. Um, I think they can beat, if let's say they, okay, so they'd be beating whoever the, the best team from the play-in, they'd be, I think they can win a series against any, against the Thunder, the Timberwolves, the Pelicans, or the Lakers. Yeah. I, with me, yeah. the Lakers could stun them. I think, I think if totally anyone's going to beat them, it's going to be the Lakers. But I'm telling you, they, the Grizzlies cannot beat the Bucks, the Celtics, or the Sixers, if they made it to the finals, I'm I can guarantee they cannot beat either any of those teams. Yeah. I, I think yeah. I think you might I be know. right. I don't think anybody yeah, I don't think yeah. anybody it seems like a lot of people seem to be saying that that the, the champions this year are coming out of the East. They're, yeah, it's oh, the for, East. Which is like when is the last time that's happened? I mean, I guess the Bucks, but before that I don't know. I, that statistically I think the East is always better, like overall. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't like it. Seems I, to yeah, the me, Nuggets and the Grizzlies don't seem better than the Sixers. What honestly. always happens is there's one really good team in the West, and then it's yeah. like a scramble in the East, and there's a lot of be- good teams. Yeah. So it is unfortunate. I think there's three championship teams in the East. Yeah. But obviously, two of them are going to go to waste. I think the Warriors, the, I've, I mean, I read a headline today saying the Warriors are hopeful Wiggins is coming back. So maybe he will. We'll see. Um, but let's say he does. Yeah. Not like I think the Kings having the Kings are like, uh oh, we have to go up against the Warriors. If it's the full stack, healthy Warriors, like they're the defending champs. Like I think they can flip a switch. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, they don't have Wiggins. I think. I think versus like yeah. the upstart Kings who are but, like. But I. Steve Kerr just thing. said he just said they think they could win a championship without Andrew Wiggins even. Yeah, well, I mean, but yeah, they better be scared because the Kings have potentially the best home court in the league. Yeah, the last. Yeah, and, the, the and that's what the, the Warriors simply and that's can't their, win away from exactly. their building. So <clears throat> I agree. I think the Warriors right now are playing. I think they want to sneak into fourth, right? I think they'll, uh-huh. in a way, I think they'd rather take on the Clippers with a home court advantage than to not have home court advantage against the Kings. Yeah. The Kings are weird. Like look at their home and away record. They're almost identical. They're 23 and 16 at home and 24 and 14 away. They're just a consistent team. Yeah. They're the same right. team in their building or away. Yeah. So they have in my opinion that means they can get if they steal a win against the Warriors in San Francisco, then I think the Warriors are cooked. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Probably. So it's hard. Yeah. I mean, but we we don't know how all of this is going to finish because it's still so tight. Yeah. Um, now it's between like the, the four through six seems to be up for grabs, and then you know 
look at seven, eight, nine, it's crazy. Like, yeah, seven, eight, nine, ten is it's it's totally insane. Anyway, um, so that's that's that. It's impossible not to talk about playoff picture, um, but nonetheless, um, I do want to I, I want to look ahead. But before that. Hey, Orange Ball Juicers, please subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and write us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, we want to hear from our listeners, so hit us up on uh, Instagram at orangeballjuice or email us at orangeballjuice at gmail.com. Send us your NBA questions and hot takes. All right, it's time to bust out the B-ball barometer and look ahead to next week's games. Buckets Forecast. So I usually give you guys a little bit of a heads up um, uh, about what games I'm going to ask you about for next week. But this time I'm, I just called an audible and I think it's more fun if I just hit you with it. And lucky for you, this is the um, the final week of the season. Actually, before before we predict next week's games, I just want to point out that after um, this this week's, you, you uh, Marky Man, you were four for four this week. You picked all the winners and... Uh, Spencer, you were three for four. You missed. You thought Milwaukee was going to win at home, and you missed that game. So you were three for four. But what that means is, on the season so far, um, Marky Man, you're forty-two out of sixty-eight for a six-eighteen batting average after this after these last predictions. And Spencey, you are forty also forty-two for sixty-eight with a six-eighteen batting average, which means you're tied going into the final week of the season. So. This is for all the marbles. Now, granted, I haven't been keeping a running total of your point differential, which would actually be a better measure of uh, of who's actually winning and who has better predictions, but we're just doing straight wins and losses. So this week, Marky Man had the better point differential of, of 48 points uh, combined in the four games, and you had a 62-point differential uh, combined for the four games, Spency. So this is how it's going to work. I'm going to give you guys these four games. You're going to give me, um, your, uh, um, who's going to win by what your point differential mm-hmm. for each one. And if you end up with a tie on wins and losses, it'll go to point differential. And if it's still a tie <laughs> wins and losses and point differential, then it'll go to who got the top performer. Okay. okay. So, uh, I'll start, um, with you, Spence, or no, I'll start with you, Marky Man. So on Wednesday, um, the Lakers, um, are going to be in, um, the Lakers are going to be in, oh, this is that, no wonder I'm stumbling. The Lakers are going to be in LA to take on the LA Clippers. So what's the forecast? Both teams. So the Lakers, you know, they're playing potentially to get, they're sitting in seventh now. Wouldn't they love to move up a spot? Like, who knows if it'll be possible because they have probably have a game between now and then in, in hand. But you, we don't know what's going to happen. But we know that if they do win their next game, like if they they want to bump the Warriors out of that sixth spot and be in in the playoffs, right? We know that. Um, so they're they're playing for something, and the Clippers. Um, you know, they, they're also, I mean, they're, they're vulnerable too. They're tied with the Warriors. They could conceivably still fall to the plan. So they still have a lot to play for. So what's the forecast? I'm going to go to the Clippers by two with Westbrook as a top performer. 
Wow. All right. Spencey, what do you think? I have the Lakers by five and AD as the top performer. Yeah, I think that'll be... What's great about it is that they both have something to play for. No one's like, I don't think if no one's taking the night off that game. I don't care if it's second of a back-to-back or what. I think if if they're healthy, everybody's playing. So I think that's a really exciting matchup. And so already we know that for that game at least, one of you is going to be right and one of you is going to be wrong. So, okay, so the next game I have. Now I picked this game not because I really care about either team, but because it's it, it affects the Raptors. It's teams that are nipping at the uh, at both teams that are in in the hunt. One of them is ahead of the Raptors. One of them is behind. So Washington is in Atlanta next week. So Spencer, I'll start with you. What's mm-hmm. the forecast? Atlanta by eight, and Trey Young. All right, Marky Man, what do you think? Atlanta by seven and Trail. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean, right now, I mean, you know, the Wizards are desperate. They're pretty far back. I don't know that they can, yeah, they have to run the tables. Possible. So Atlanta is more incentivized. But at the yeah. same time, in the, those kinds of games, even if the Wizards are eliminated for that game, they get if they can play spoiler, it's always dangerous to face a team. That's like that, even yeah. if it's just their bench, even if they rest the stars. There's a psychological thing that happens where a team that has everything to play for versus a team that theoretically has nothing to play for, that can go badly yeah. for the team. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah, the Raptors. I, I honestly think if the Raptors don't get the eight seed, they're going to lose in the play-in. We need, I think we need the eight seed really if, bad. If we don't yeah. get the eight seed, we're going to lose in the play-in. I, because I think... We could even get into the first round, except I think we're going to be burnt out and we're going to get trounced in the first round because yeah. we put all. Our well, energy. let's put it this way: who, who we're either facing the Bucks or the Celtics in the first round. I, I mean, based on what I've seen, I'd rather play the Bucks. I think. I'd rather honestly, play the Bucks because I think we know how to beat the. Bucks. I think we could honestly beat both. Of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think yeah. Honestly. I don't or, no, the South. I think the I think anyone would agree. I think oh. this this is my opinion, and I maybe I'm wrong. What do you guys think? I think if I'm the Bucks or the Celtics, I'd rather face the Hawks for sure. I'd rather face the Bulls. Oh, I'd rather face the Wizards than the Raptors. I'd rather face and maybe even then like, and the Heat too because I the think Heat we're the scariest team in the plan. We're definitely the scariest team in the plan. I think like teams would rather face like the Knicks than us, like. Like fully, I think that maybe like, maybe I think, we know, I think Giannis the gets, Knicks are is a little scared good. of us. The Knicks, you know, the Knicks are are beating quality teams, and they're, you know, I don't know. I think they're the six Raptors and four in the like, last ten. They've won three straight. Like, Pirtle, yeah, ever yeah. since Pirtle, we've been a very solid team. Like, yeah, we and we know how to play good teams. We, we like, could have won that game against Philly last together. night. That game against Philly, yeah. like weird things happening where suddenly Scotty is putting together these like really dramatically, like. Like you know, he last night he was twenty nine points, eight assists, and nine rebounds. That's all. That's pretty close to a, a triple double. Um, and in that game, like we narrowed the gap. I think we were within within three or something yeah. in the fourth um, before uh, we just couldn't put together another run. And Philly widened the gap right at the end. But you know, we have a lot to play for. Um, 
as does Phil, like Philly may be, be wanting to to go further up. But you know, if I'm Philly, I'm feeling great about being in third. Why? I why? think it's better. It's way better. They get to play the Nets in the first round. Like that's the best. Yeah. Like Macal Bridges is, is all of a sudden. If like, I'm the Bucks or the Celtics, who would you rather play first round, Raptors or Nets? Probably Nets. Yeah, Don't you think? Yeah. I I mean I think so too. Um, so it's kind of like it's kind of a weird situation. The yeah, Nets are, I mean, are an artificial six, right? Because I mean, but it's also like the Nets, like they are like a good, like Macal Bridges has yeah. somehow just turned into like, like not like what the best player on this Nets now. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, he's like one of my favorite players to watch now. He looks like Kevin Durant. Yeah, genuinely. Yeah, no, he's, he's like, pretty, he's pretty entertaining player for sure. So let's just finish this off then. So we got, um, another game that I'm, I'm picking for you guys. Um, Again, not because I really care about either team, but but it has implications for in the East and the West. Um, so Chicago next Friday is going to be in Dallas to take on the Mavericks. So who knows what's going to happen between now and then. The Dav- the Mavericks right now are desperate. I'd say the Bulls right now are, have to play desperate too, right? They're just hanging. They're, they're, they've got that last play in position, but it's not 100% secure. There's a chance that both of those teams could be eliminated from the, from could be out. I almost definitely not the bulls. Um, but the Mavs could yeah. be, the Mavs could basically be what out is, of contention. How many games do the Mavs have in between this? Do we know? Probably, well, today's Saturday. So they have two, probably two in between. Um, as I actually maybe more because I believe, yeah, they're playing today. They're playing Miami today. Right. So they're playing okay. Miami today, and then they're playing Atlanta tomorrow. Those are both winnable games for them, but they're back to backs, and they need to win. Like, yeah, they're they're thirty seven and forty. The Thunder are thirty eight and forty. So let's say they win those two games. Well, then they're they're still probably going to be right on the cusp, and will still be desperate against Chicago. But it's the same thing for Chicago. They're clinging to a final spot. It's entirely possible that they'll still be in tenth. Um, maybe they'll have already clinched at that by that game, right? I think it's a really hard thing to predict. But yeah. anyway, Spencey, what do you think? Chicago's going to be in Dallas, take on the Mavericks. You got to predict a lot. To, yeah, you got to have some yeah. foresight. Is Dallas going to beat Miami uh, today and then beat, um, you know, and then win again tomorrow and, and be in a position to maybe sneak in the 10th and bump the Thunder? I don't like the Mavericks are just so bad. Yeah, although they, I don't know, but, some of their games have been close. I, like, they've been close, but they're three and seven, last ten, and yeah. the Bulls have been. I think they've been pulling it together a little bit. Uh, I'm going Bulls by five. Uh, it'll be. It'll be mm, Levine. Okay, what do you got, Marky Man? I. Almost agree with that, but I'm gonna go with the Mavericks. I'm gonna say Mavericks by four, with Kyrie as a top performer. I think there's a genuine chance that the wheels completely fall off Dallas, and they just like. I think they're well based on Kyrie's comments. I almost feel like he's given up. If what well, he said is true, yeah, he said, I think he said he thought he said this trade is for the long term. So like that could just be crap, but also that could be. Essentially, him basically voicing that he everyone wants on the team. Well, it's like also voice. Is that him voicing he wants to stay on the team? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think that might just be it, him insinuating that 
the team has given up and they know that even if they get in the plan, they're well, not going to do yeah. anything. I've heard the, any of the analysis that I've heard is like, they basically have to try to keep him now. They already yeah. traded. There's no like letting him go. You can't point. let him go. It doesn't make any uh, sense to do. If, if they, they let, let him go, go, they're going to have to let Doncic go. Well, exactly. If they let him go, then it's like, oh, so this totally yeah. didn't work at all. And now Doncic's just like, oh, so Brunson's gone. We traded a bunch of guys mm-hmm. for Kyrie and now he's gone. Like I want to. Like that's exa- all yeah. that could happen. So they created this terrible situation. So now it's this long-term gamble. It's like now you got to give pay Kyrie, mm-hmm. get him to stay, and figure out where you're going to put around them to make that work. Anyway, I don't know. It's a weird, yeah. weird situation. I don't know what they're going to do, and it's I, it's a very difficult game to predict. Chicago in Dallas. Who knows what's going to happen between now and then? So the, for the last game of the week, for similar reasons, I don't know what's going to happen, but this could be a potential playoff preview game. Um, I don't know. Like we don't know what the playoff picture is going to look like, but golden States in Sacramento to take on the Kings. Um, also, I believe on, on Friday next week um, for one of the last games of the season. So Marky man, who you got? In like, what's the forecast? Sacramento's going to win by four and or by seven, and Darren Fox is going to be the top four. Actually, okay. Sabonis, I changed my mind. Sabonis. Okay, what do you, what do you got, Spency? I feel like this could end up being one of those games where Golden State puts everything into it to like send a message. Yeah. Well, again, remember they're still they have something like the Kings are in the playoffs. They clinched um, already. Yeah. Um, whereas the Warriors are still in danger and could very and it could be in a situation where they're on the outside looking in in that game. They could be in the play they can be in a play in spot and they're playing to not for that not mm-hmm. to happen and also to regain sixth to take on Sacramento yeah. in the playoffs in the first round. Yeah. Like there's a lot theoretically for them to be playing for, as you say. Like for them to I go out of that game. It's gonna be the Warriors. All right. By five. Hmm. And it, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be Steph. Alrighty. Well, that does in fact look pretty good. I think we'll know we'll we'll be crowning uh, the winner of the season predictions, regular season predictions next week. Uh, our next um, our next podcast will be our playoff preview because by then, um, I don't think we're gonna be able to record next weekend because actually. Marky Man has a basketball tournament, so games on both days, unless we do it like Saturday night or Sunday night, I don't know. Um, but maybe we'll have to wait until Monday or even Tuesday. But regardless, the next yeah. episode will be the playoff preview episode um, to kind of looking ahead to the NBA playoffs. So I think I, I will have the picture by the next episode almost certainly. There could still be, if we record on the weekend, there could, could be question marks, could come down to the final game of the season in terms of play in, you know, um, or exact positioning. Uh, but regardless, um, I think what we'll do is our next episode, will you guys will have your playoff brackets and we'll try to, uh, make predictions as to how the whole, the whole playoffs are going to go. Um, and that'll be fun. Um, but, uh, before that, let's take our, um, which will also likely be our final sniff of, um, chef Pasquale's kitchen to see, What's cooking in Raptorland? 
Ciao, I'm Pasquale. Welcome to my kitchen. In this house, our nickname for Pascal Siakam is Chef Pasquale because spicy pea is what happens when you use the toilet after chopping jalapenos. So, Chef Pasquale and his fellow Toronto Raptors had a pretty good week um, this week. So, last Sunday, we won at home against the Wizards. Freddie had a great game. Uh, Tuesday, we won at home against Miami. Scotty had 22 uh, points, 12 assists, and 7 rebounds. That's his career high in assists for him. And then he had. Then we were in Philly on uh, last night, and we, we lost. Um, um, so how do, how do you feel, Spencey, about those yeah. games this week? I think... <clears throat> I don't know. Like, I think this will determine if we are a playoff team or not. Mm-hmm. I think how many games we win this week will also determine how much we care. Yeah. How much faith like the Raptors have in themselves. So Well, I think this past week or this current week, like they won the they, they won the must win ones against teams that are they're competing with for the play in. So they beat Washington, they beat Miami at home. Those are must win. Like you have to win those. Yeah. They didn't lay an egg. They went into I don't think anybody expected them to walk into Philly and win against the Sixers, they put up a, a pretty good effort. I think everyone would agree. So that's also, you yeah. know, a qu- and Scotty played well. A quality loss, I would say, although, you know. And, but we're sitting in ninth. And as you guys just said, that's a dangerous place to be, right? Mm-hmm. Eighth or seventh is much better. So I'll put it to you, Marky, man. I, as I said, they play tomorrow in Charlotte. They play Tuesday in Charlotte. They play Wednesday in Boston, they play Friday in Boston, and they play Sunday in, uh, or they play Sunday at home versus Milwaukee. So they're on the road for four days. They finish the season at home. That's five games left. What is the record in those five games, Marky Man? Um, I think we're gonna win both the Charlotte games, and I think we're gonna win the sec first Boston game, and then we're gonna lose the other Boston game to Milwaukee. So we'll go three for five. So we're going to go three for five to end. Well, I think if they go three for five to end, I I, I feel that, A, they're definitely in the play-in if they do that. Mm-hmm. Re- uh, I don't know what they'll – but I think there's actually a chance they'll they'll finish seven or eight if they do that too. I don't know who the Hawks are playing. I don't know who the Bulls are playing. I'm not going to look it up. I don't care. So what do you think? What do you think of those five games? I think three for five, and I think we're going to win the second game against Boston. Okay, well, that's what you said, right? I said first game. Oh, you Boston. think they're, well? That's the second of a back to back. They play Charlotte. They have to travel to Boston and win. But anyway, okay, fine. So I think that's very optimistic. I think that's great. I think you know um, there is. Let, let's be real. I mean, I don't think they're going to fully fall off. I think it would be very hard for the Wizards to say like basically have to run the tables for the rest of their like they have to win like five straight to have a better record than the Raptors and the Raptors would have to lose five straight. I feel like the Raptors are going to win, you know, one, maybe two. Like, even if they only win those two games in Charlotte, I still feel like... I think like, we're playing is pretty much secure. Yeah. I, I think it would it would be really... Disa- a major disaster, like, would have to... Mm-hmm. If they win those two games in Charlotte, then I feel like, okay... They're making the plan. That's yeah. how I think and that's you never know. The Bucks might completely just 
not try. And if that's their also their last game of the season, they might be like, whatever, I don't care. Yeah, I well, especially because if it doesn't affect if it doesn't affect anything, I think they're going to rest everyone if yeah. it's not going to like impact. And anything. and you're right, the these games for the Boston as well they may determine that one or both of them are not as important either. And if there's guys that are nursing injuries or whatever, that it could be to Toronto's advantage. So there's a good chance we could win three out of those five, maybe more. It would be great. I think we're going to win two out of five for sure. And I think we're making the plan. I, like you say, if we, I, I do tend to agree though, we go nine or 10 plan is as far as we go, we go seven or eight. I think they can steal that first game. And then I think that we're, then I think we're playing yeah. the number two team. Yeah. Um, so that is, um, man, it's scary. I'm scared for the Raptors, and I'm scared that we're not that we're going to be sitting here next week and some terrible disaster happened, yeah. and like they lost all five, and Washington won all five, and they snuck in, and it's just a complete nightmare, and we're just like crying in our, you know, we're just crying about you know, the, yeah. them missing the playoffs, but it's also going to be so stressful. Those playoff, those playing games, it's yeah. going to be insane. Anyway. Um, why don't we, um, turn back the shot clock and Euro step our way into the past for time travel trivia. All right, fellas, I think this is going to be a fun one for you guys because, um, it's about the Sacramento Kings. So, on Wednesday, the Sacramento Kings ended the longest playoff drought in NBA history with their 120-80 to 80 win over the Portland Trailblazers, which clinched a playoff berth for them, okay? Yeah. So, I'll start with you, Spency. What year was it the last time the Sacramento Kings made the playoffs? Uh, it was... Keeping in mind that yeah. it's a record-setting amount of time that in the end, like they have the yeah. record for the longest drought. I think it was two thousand and five. I think it was two thousand three. No, it two thousand six. So. The last time they made the playoffs, you were just a tiny... Actually, you weren't even born. Because when they made the playoffs yeah. in 2006, it would have been this time of year, and you actually weren't born yet. So the entire... You were born in 2006, so the entire time that Spencey G has been alive, the Sacramento Kings have not been in the, in the playoffs, which is kind of yeah. funny. So, um, all right. So, so it's... Go back in time in your minds, which you can't because neither of you were alive, but in the 2005-2006 season, okay? So we got a, a few questions for you about that season. And I think they're all pretty fun questions. So my first question for you, and if you know this, I'll honestly, I'll say it right now. If either of you get this one right without cheating and looking at your phone, I'm going to give you 50 bucks because <laughs> this one is not easy. Who was the first overall draft pick that year? DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, Sorry, can you okay. say that again? Wait. DeMarcus Cousins. All right. I'm even going to start. I'll start giving you hints. But once I start giving you hints, you don't get the okay. 50. I, 
I think it is. It's like, I don't. Is it like Bagani or Bargani or something? Bargnani for Bargnani. the rappers. Andreas Bargnani. Yeah. I'm probably completely off. This probably doesn't make any sense. Okay. Carlos Boozer. <laughs> it's, All I right. think this is like a famous draft. That's like it was an absolutely garbage person. So, it, it, first of all, I'll, I'll tell you who, what team got the pick. It was the Milwaukee Bucks. And here's the next big hint. Because if you know who this guy is, this will be the thing that, that tips it. The next big hint is that he was the first Australian ever taken first overall. Let's put it this way. I don't even, I'm not even hundred percent confident. I know how to pronounce this guy's name. Is it like uh, Andreas something? It's Andrew. Starts with a B. Andrew like. Boz something. No. His name is Andrew Bogut. Oh, Oh, Bogut. Yeah. (laughs) So he was first overall, uh, and I guess that didn't really work out very well for the Bucks, considering no. I'm not like I'm not some huge basketball guy, and certainly at the time I was just like a Raptors fan, you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember that guy. You guys, I recognize him. I, you, I know you that ever play with him in like 2K or mm-hmm. something. No, I know Bogot though. I know. That name. All right, so here's a easier question. So I'll just uh, you guys can just jump in whenever you think of it. So, who won the NBA championship in the 2005 2006 season? The Lakers. Yeah. Uh, the Timberwolves. As far as I know, the Timberwolves have never won. won. Yeah, did they not win with Kevin Garnett? I thought they won. I, once th- I with think Kevin they, they didn't win. With, they didn't win with Garnett. Garnett won with the yeah. Celtics. Oh, maybe it was the Celtics. Uh, Spurs. Celtics. Okay, I'll start giving you guys hints. It was their first NBA title, this team. The the Heat? Oh, oh. It was led by Dwayne Wade and Shaq, actually. They defeated yeah. the Dallas Mavericks in six games after being down two games to start the series. So that was their very first um, franchise uh, championship, and that's, you know, pre-LeBron joining the team. Um, yeah. So uh, just in case anybody was wondering about how awesome Dwayne Wade is, and that was like Shaq. <laughs> yeah, he just got inducted into all of them, for sure. Oh, yeah. Like and yesterday. You know, so they were, that was their very yeah. first NBA I always forget that Shaq had that stupid yeah. Well, he had like, his, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he was he wasn't like, uh, you know, it wasn't obviously it wasn't peak Shaq by any stretch of the imagination, but he was a he was an important part of that yeah. team and the, that championship. Yeah. Um, it's a funny championship. Yeah. So here's a question for you: In that year, who was uh, rookie of the year? Bonus points if you can name LeBron James. No. Oh wait, no, 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 no. Yeah, you get it. <laughs> Two thousand six. It was obviously it wasn't Bogart probably. It was. Uh, um, it was not Bogut. All I know is that Demarcus Cousins was the best player on the Kings. 
when this happened, but I don't think All he right, was This is a minor hint. This player is still active. Chris Paul? Was, I, Chris Paul was, was rookie was of the year. year. Bonus points. What team? Pelicans. Or the... Is it like the fake Clippers? Pelicans? Oh, Bobcats. That's what I was going to say. Is the like the, the Charlotte Bobcats? Uh, the Charlotte Hornets. I thought he played on Bobcats. So... Oh, yes, it's all confusing around this time because Charlotte that year had to move to Oklahoma City because of Hurricane Katrina. Like there's like flooded the whole area, Uh-oh. and and in 2005 in the summer, and then it like it ruined like everything was all messed up. So they actually played in Oklahoma City. So last one for the for that year. Um, oh, I have I have a bonus. First, this is a kind of a, a, a lame one. Who was the All Star Game MVP? <laughs> Uh, Kobe, Dwayne Wade, LeBron. Yep, uh, and the youngest uh, All Star Game MVP ever, LeBron James, at age twenty one. He had made his first All Star Game, I believe, crazy. the previous season, and then his second. Uh, yeah, so he's only twenty one years old, and he was the. Well, uh, but was, now, who was the league MVP for? The second straight year that year. Kobe? Dwayne Wade does not have an MVP. No. Why well, did that wasn't a guess? I was just talking. <laughs> yeah, but you're I penalize you for that because you're 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 helping other you're helping Marcus. Uh Kevin Garnett. I don't think he has one. I give you a gigantic hint, but I'm gonna hold off. Come on. Um, <laughs> LeBron James. That's. No. Uh, this is my least favorite time in the NBA. All right, so I'll get. Okay, I'll see if I can give you a hint. Um, uh, this player went on to be a coach. G- Jason Kidd. Steve Nash. Oh, yeah, the, the worst MVPs of all time. Yeah, that's why I was yeah. like, I that can't was second, believe that was a, the MVP's second, second. Yeah, that's when LeBron MVP. James got snubbed of it. Yeah, and he so averaged like 15 points and somehow got the MVP. Yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> well, we like it anyway because he's a Canadian player and he was a great player regardless yeah. of any uh, shenanigans with the MVP voting. But um, yeah, well, that'll do it um, for this, Our, which will be our, it's pretty much our final one talking about um, the regular season. We'll obviously cap off, um, you know, the games from this final week that's coming up. We'll talk about that next week, but that the next episode will very much be our playoff preview. And I'm looking forward to that because it'll going to change the format to the, the, the podcast, right? So we'll have to figure out exactly how we're going to talk about stuff, but it's probably just going to be a free for all. Um, Mm -hmm. And we'll, and we'll get it all sorted out. So I know you guys have um, homework and chores and all sorts of stuff to do. um, So I want to, I want to let you go to do that. So 
Uh, we're, we're, I'm excited to watch those, the final four games in the men's NCAA tonight, so we have that to look forward to, um, and as well as the women's championship tomorrow night and the men's championship on Monday. So lots to look forward to in terms of basketball this weekend, as well as some great games in the NBA. Uh, but until next week, listeners, uh, sayonara. All right. I got nothing else to say.